few weeks ago, a military coup overthrew the government in Myanmar. The leaders have been arrested and it's a military rule there. Deccan Herald's Akash Sriram spoke to some citizens in Myanmar and gathered what they made of the situation. In today's episode, we are joined by Akash to know more. Listen in. Hi Akash and welcome to DH Radio. Hi Ahmed, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Great to have you on the show. Akash, you've been closely watching what's uh, happening in our neighboring country, Myanmar. What's happened there? Like, Can you give us you know, a brief about what, what's going on in the country? And we know that there has been a coup and how did it succeed? Can you give us like a background to it? Okay, I'll just put it a little short. What happened was, to begin with, in November... The NLD, which is the National League of uh, National League for Democracy, uh, which is Aung San Suu Kyi's party, uh, that party had won the election for the second time in a landslide. The previous time they won was in 2015. Uh, so they they won a second term and they won it by a landslide. And uh, other parties, which the major other opposition party, which is the USDP, uh, which is the Military is proxy party, and that party happy with it, and they felt that uh, there was some election fraud that happened. So because of this, they were you know uh, not very happy for the past few months, and uh, they asked for the military's help even back then to do something about it. And the military finally stepped in, and on Feb first, for the first of February this year, there was a coup that happened. So basically, the military arrested Aung San Suu Kyi, President Bin Myint. And Aung San Suu Kyi is the state councillor, which is kind of like the prime minister in India. It's a slightly different position made especially for Aung San Suu Kyi. That's what happened. They arrested a lot of people from NLD and, and, and several other dissidents. And from then till now, more people have been arrested, such as the people who counted the uh, votes uh, and a lot of other election officials. A lot of arrests have happened. And just about two weeks ago, the protests had started against the coup. That's what has happened so far, yeah. Now, also, you spoke to uh, people in Myanmar. Like, what, what did they tell you? So, I spoke to uh, the people in Myanmar on uh, so just about two weeks ago. What what happened uh, back then, what had happened was the protest had just started. It had been, say, uh, about three days since the protests had started. And uh, what they told me was that they were... They were obviously very angry with what had happened. And a vast majority of the people that I spoke to uh, were extremely frustrated. And all of these people were young people. Why this is important is because by young, I mean under uh, 20, 30 years of age. And why this is important is because the older people are not very happy to participate in protests. This is because of the history of uh, how the Myanmar uh, Myanmar's military has... Uh, crown on protests. So in what happened in 1988, the, there was an uprising that happened in the, the 8888 because the uprising started, the, the chunk of the protests back then had started on the 8th of August 1988, hence the 8888. There's some numeral, numerological significance to it. So how the crackdown happened back then was, was it's a very brutal crackdown about three to 5,000 people, according to various estimates, between three and 5,000 people died in those protests. Based on various estimates, between three and 5,000 people died and several thousand were arrested, a few thousand at least were arrested and a, a few thousand more uh, fled the country. Um, this, they sought asylum in various neighboring countries like Bangladesh. Uh, even they, also several people could offer 
to go all the way to the UK and the US and seek asylum. They did that, and others went to Malaysia, Thailand, several other neighboring countries, and sought asylum. So that's what happened in the eight 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 uprising, and even the two thousand seven. There was a, another protest that happened called the Saffron Revolution. How it started off was uh, overnight all fuel subsidies. were cut like it's completely unannounced overnight fuel subsidies were cut and people were very angry that fuel was exponentially more expensive overnight and uh it was the the saffron revolution started off uh you know as a protest by monks buddhist monks and uh this that's why it was called the saffron revolution because all of them were wearing saffron robes these monks were wearing saffron robes and even in this uh in this the crackdown was pretty brutal but uh, it wasn't as bad as the 888 uprising uh, again thousands protested uh, many were killed uh, hundreds were injured and again many were arrested the numbers are not entirely clear but yeah it according to various observers international observers uh, at least a, a few hundred to a few hundreds to a few uh, thousands were arrested and held and detained for a very long time so yeah so that's why you don't see a lot of these older people uh coming to protest against the military establishment because they know what how the crackdown happens and they have experienced the brutality of the crackdown so even though they oppose uh the military coup and the military uh, junta in Myanmar they don't really come and out in the out on the streets and protest and that's that's very uh that's the major reason why you see younger people protesting cuz they have not first hand seen the brutal crackdown of the military and they all all they want is a better future for themselves also there for us a brief uh, period there was this internet shutdown in myanmar like how did you get in touch with these people and how's the situation now there like is the internet back and how what is happening so uh, the first time i spoke to them i spoke to uh, people in myanmar was on 7th february and the internet shutdown from there was an internet and uh, shutdown and social black, uh, media blackout from uh, february 1st to uh, about 7th february afternoon of 7th february which is which was sunday the coup had happened on 1st of feb which is a monday this is about a week uh, there was a complete internet shutdown and when the internet shutdown was lifted on the afternoon of feb february 7th immediately within a couple of hours i tried contacting people there and everybody was you know eager to speak as soon as possible because um they didn't know how long they would have uh, internet and when it was going to be shut down again because even back then even though the shutdown was lifted the shutdown was not lifted throughout the country so in many parts of the country in say in some areas some localities of nepidor which is the capital yangon which is the largest city mandalay and a couple of other cities internet was only available in close to the city centers or in slightly more affluent neighborhoods or in in neighborhoods where military generals and usdp party officials lived so uh, when i spoke to them that social media blackout was there back back then so even now there is a social media blackout uh, but back then when i contacted them i mean uh, the first time was on facebook and how we got in touch for the first time was they used a vpn and uh, that's how uh, they could access facebook and contact me and vpns as you know are much slower than how you would regularly access uh, various websites so talk much but some whatsapp was still working and whatsapp was 
encrypted and they were ready to talk to me because they trusted the encryption of whatsapp somehow and they didn't want the government tracking them and tapping their phones and uh and and messages and stuff so they they told me you can i whoever i spoke to they were ready to talk to me on whatsapp and signal because they felt encrypted means of communication cannot be uh tapped into mm-hmm. and and what do they plan to do now is 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 there like a, a youth or some youth organization come coming you know like like an umbrella organization like what we saw in uh, hong kong is something going to happen similarly here no so that's the thing uh, the all the leaders of the national league of democracy uh, uh, which is the pro democracy party all the leaders have uh, been uh, detained and there is no clear leadership at the moment there is no clear organization and this is this is what we this is what we've been seeing for for the past 19 days since february 1st till today that there has not been one single leader or one single leading organization uh as you might put it to you know guide protesters it's been very decentralized the way protests have been happening but if, despite that you could see a very uh strong sense of organization even though it's very decentralized uh, people even though you know facebook is banned and whatsapp is uh, whatsapp because of internet shutdowns that keep happening on and off now i mean back then it was a blanket internet shutdown but now sometimes overnight internet is completely shut down and then in the morning it works again so now the internet shutdowns are on and off so despite internet shutdowns and despite social media blackout people you know you still use regular phone calls regular sms's to organize people get get themselves organized and uh, that's how you feel that you know there's the sense of organization despite there you know not having a proper leader or a leading organization as such Mm-hmm. and and also you know the army after you know the coup was successful uh, they said that they'll uh, call for elections after the situation stabilizes and now, and uh, how has how have other countries uh, reacted to this like w- what is the international community looking how is, how are they looking into this international community has not really responded very well to the coup as such and uh, and the army for the first time you know in a very long time they said that you know we are now, we are going to only be in power for a year so the state of emergency has been called and uh, they will call for elections once again after that one year uh, term is what they're saying but the military has been in power in myanmar for the vast majority of its existence when it was burma earlier and and even now uh, so the military has been in power for a very long time they have not really uh, you know stuck to their promises and and because of the events that have happened uh, nobody really trusts the military so forget the international community even the locals don't trust the military so much the and the international community is also not sure whether the uh, elections will actually happen or not so yeah the military says so but will it happen is a wait and watch kind of approach that has to that that is taken by the international community and by the locals all right um, sure akash i think we uh, we'll see how these uh, events will unfold uh, thank you for your inputs for dh radio it was wonderful talking to you uh, thanks a lot thank you thanks for having me that's all in today's episode 
Tune in this evening on our news update podcast from the newsroom to catch all the exciting developments of the day and to get the news while it's still budding. For latest news and updates, log on to www.deckenherald.com. Check out our e-paper at www.deckenheraldepaper.com. To read news on the go, sign up to our Telegram channel t.me/deckenheraldnews. Keep up with the news from your interested sphere by downloading the all-new Deckenherald app, in which you can personalize, have quick glances at news shots, check highlights, and even listen. too you can get it from google play store and apple app store and you can find the links to the same in the description